Welcome to the Football Ramble. We're not buying Newcastle after all. We'll just get you a lovely new defender. It's Thursday, the 10th of September. I'm Kate Mason. I'm James Edward Campbell. <laughs> I'm the Raja. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, before we consider that, uh, you may already know that we have some updates for you. The new season is upon us in hardly any minutes. We're delighted to tell you that we're going to be continuing to bring you these five shows a week with the rotating lineup of three of the eight of us every day. We are also launching a brand new channel. That channel is Football Ramble Presents. It features weekly episodes of On the Continent, regular episodes of The Book Club, At the Match, and plenty more exciting new shows. Ooh, the first show is a brand new episode of On the Continent, which is out today. So go and search Football Ramble Presents, please, and subscribe wherever you get your pods. Get on it right now. Guys, good to see you, James Edward. Yeah, I just wanted to try out having a long name in the intro. Um, Bit unkind. Well, you know, I'm quite a cruel man, uh, as is well known. Um, But yeah, I liked it. So it's good, isn't it? It is. It's it, nice. It feels quite empowering. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah. I thought you said it was stressful. I mean, it can be. I mean, that was pretty stressful. Um, and you know, I don't have a middle name, but I wonder if it's because it's a bit like Pangea. Maybe I did, and then it broke off and joined <laughs> my first nice. surname. Yeah, you've lost the name. Yeah, but um, no, it's it's quite thrilling. Also, I quite like having to cap it off. Yeah, I. That's exactly what I wanted um, to gift you to have that little feeling of like. Indiana Jones just pulling his hat out from yeah. that from that closing slab or whatever yes. it was. So yeah. you're welcome, mate. Thank you very much. He's such a generous man, isn't he, Jim? Generous. All Arsenal fans are actually I've found in this room. You know, yeah. If I was comparing North London clubs and their generosity, thanks, mate. Bloody yeah, hell, that. that's an early that's an early start for us, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and let's make a start, mm. shall we? Uh, because Newcastle. Well, we're going to talk about this the kind of plundering generally of uh, relegated <laughs> clubs into the Championship by Premier League clubs who are looking yeah. to enhance their general uh, prospects in this new season. Um, but we're also going to talk about Mike Ashley's late attempt to endear himself to Newcastle fans. I don't know about you guys, but this has really rather taken me by surprise. Champion of the little guy, Mike Ashley. (laughs) Yeah, where does this come from? Um, So there was a statement out from uh, Newcastle last night um, explaining or saying anyway, that Newcastle United can confirm that the Premier League has rejected a takeover bid made by PCP Capital Partners, the Rubin Brothers and the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia based on its owners and directors test. Okay, so confirming that that takeover bid failed the Premier League's owners and directors test. But the final sentence of the statement was the one that caught my eye, which was, Mike Ashley understands fans' frustrations and would like to reassure him that he has been fully committed to ensuring this takeover process reached completion as he felt it was in the best interests of the club. That's nice, Aww. isn't it? What a, what a servant to the people of Newcastle mm. he's been. They're, they're, very, they're so lucky to have had him, aren't they? What, what a, they'll all be sad to see the back of him, I'm sure, on this, uh, on this evidence. He's just trying to do what's best for the area and the club and for, for Ant and Deck, for Jimmy now, for Sting, just for, the, for, the, for the, that bridge... For mm. for Nuki Brown Ale, for all of it. What a guy. Mm. What a guy. You redecorate a couple of fireplaces and people are all over you, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> and they've failed to look at what you yeah. what you actually do. And exactly. that is, you know. They're they're looking at the puke, not the man. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, you should never judge a man on his vomit. 
No. Really? I don't think you should. I no. think you should. I mean, no. you can tell a hell of a lot about someone from the consistency of their vomit. Yeah, but only in the short term. You don't know, really know much about them as a person. At the, at the most, you understand what they've had for lunch or dinner the mm. night before. Yeah. And what they've been drinking, generally. And what they've been drinking, yeah. Because the... Yeah. But the um, it is quite the turn, isn't it? You know, you know what? It is. It is so hard to draw the line between this kind of football politicking and, I suppose, the the current government as it is now, where we're in a situation where information can be weaponized and it doesn't even need to be correct information. So he's probably seen this situation arise, and he having Newcastle having bought a few players and uh, you know a few very shrewd signings. It should be mm. said. Mm probably sees this as a point where, right, I, I can really kind of build on this high here right. and come out with this statement. Um, because, you know, we know exactly the situations that led to this takeover not going through. And, you know, Pete spoke very, very eloquently about the nature of wanting to get rid of Mike Ashley mm. and also being very wary about where these new owners were going to come from. And Ashley is, you know, an opportunist in every sense. That's probably how you end up with as much money as he has yeah. and um, yeah this is kind of a bit pathetic but it will weaponize the right people won't it it will yeah. weaponize the people who can you know the, the trolls and whatnot I don't even want to say buts because I think it's important to realize that a lot of those people are people who, who either want to hammer journalists for for doing their jobs or Newcastle fans who are just a bit on the wrong side of this argument yeah absolutely I mean it's, it is his chance to insert himself um, in a very positive light in the narrative isn't it um, certainly because now they've got this idea that, or he's certainly trying to put forward the idea yeah. that he is doing everything he can to uh, to um, make the evil Premier League back down. Yeah, um, like framing himself as like this plucky little billionaire against the the, the Premier League is, is is quite clever. I don't know how many people will fall for it, particularly because, as we understand it, the the bid hasn't been allowed. He's they're trying to get it going again, aren't they? But like. If they can't, then I'm sure he'd like people to like him for a bit, for a little while, while he tries yeah. and sells it. Oh, everyone wants to be liked. Exactly. Even my yeah. actually, that's what we learned today. The thing I was just quickly going to say is that naming um, masters as well is a little bit unpleasant. Devious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because, you know, in a sense, it's all right or it's less uh, toxic, maybe, to kind of rail at an institution. Yeah, I know. But what if you mean, you're yeah. targeting a single well, it's, person, it's, it's an, it's an a attempt to put unpleasant. the pressure on, isn't it? And to yeah. try and get this deal going again. Um, so it's 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 hard to know the ins and outs of 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 exactly why um, it wasn't ratified and w- whether there is actually any realistic option for them to get it going again. But Ashley is trying to put that pressure on, isn't he? So I guess we'll see. And that's it's a bit un, unsavory, really, isn't it? It's like they've said no, and they're trying to sort of drag it into the public again to put pressure on on the Premier League themselves um, via the the you know. The bid from the from the Saudi consortium, and I thought this was done, but I guess we're we're going to see. I'm surprised that this has come out again today. Do you know what I mean? This feels like old news, but obviously it's back on the agenda for Ashley. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't think it's convenient. Uh, I don't think it's um, inconvenient as well that the Premier League starts on the weekend. Mm. And I was going to say the games on Sky. It was always going to be on Sky, and now all games. Sorry, and all games are on TV now. Yeah, yeah. But you know, instead of chance about Ashley there'll be a few chance about the Premier League and Richard yeah. Masters and it would have done the job then wouldn't it yeah you're right how does someone get to be that quote unquote successful because as we know in podcasting you can't see the quotes you can't see the no. hand no, quotes yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can try and change your voice a bit yeah but it doesn't really work does it okay successful successful yeah that's yeah. good yeah. I could do that yeah <laughs> 
All right. Speaking of success, though, potentially in that Premier League that will be starting on Saturday, they've been making some good signings, as you related to. And in fact, quite a few good signings coming in, as I said, many of which are from the, the Championship now, as it is. Duan Lewis and Ryan Fraser have arrived at Newcastle. Ryan Fraser also trying to turn the tide of public opinion, let's say, because, yes. of course, he didn't uh, play and was out of contract and concerned about what would happen if he, if he, for example, got a big injury, which is a common concern, seems like. Yeah. But, I mean, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because he would have had to sign a little brief contract extension to keep playing, but it's not like other players haven't done that. Yeah, it, you know, it was a risk that he'd get injured, but don't, don't, doesn't every player take that risk every time they step onto the pitch? You know, it's a little bit... But if you're about to have a transfer or if that's... It's like in... I don't know if you guys have seen the most recent episodes of All or Nothing. Are you watching the episodes of All or Nothing? Yes, yes. No. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim, is I mean it could give you more ammunition. <laughs> yeah, maybe it would. So, I just, I just, I just can't bear spending my time in the presence of that lot. Oh, so, bless yeah. you. Um, yeah, uh, Ericsson talking about his transfer, and and Mourinho says, you know, whether or not he intends for this to be the case, there is a sense to which you can see why people would hold kind of hold back and be concerned about that and that might affect their performance on the pitch. Mm. But of course, that's a moot point if you're not going to be on the pitch. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was trying to think about this from an empathetic point of view because the optics were very bad when it came out and any statement he was going to make was always going to look bad because ultimately it was to get a move elsewhere and to ensure that, you know, he could uh, command the right wage and also the right club as well and that comes from being physically fit and able to start again because I think even then we knew that the next season was going to come around pretty quickly mm. and I suppose it, it all depends on his position I know that you know footballers do get paid a lot of money but that money means different things to different players we don't know his situation behind the scenes we don't know how many people he's supporting mm. not that it wouldn't be enough money to do that but I just think you know I, I'm kind of reticent to hammer players especially when we've seen so many good things from them recently in terms of social Mm. um you know writing social wrongs and things like that um and and obviously i'm not saying that ryan fraser is you know taking that money and throwing it out in the street and you know um you know he's a robin hood of the premier league for say but you know i'm quite i'm very wary of judging him outright but you know it's gonna it's something that he's gonna have to hold for a while he can probably wear quite well because it takes a lot of balls to take that stance in the first place yeah um especially in the current club and knowing you know how it's going to be thrown back in your face but you know uh, from a football point of view it's a very good signing um for free as well, you know they've done some really good. They business. really have. Mike Ashley's a very smart man. He's a very really shrewd God, operator. He's really, he's really been misunderstood all these years. <laughs> it's so I, lucky I'm to starting have him. to see that now. I think as well, it's good business in in terms of all of the players that they've signed. Um, yeah. Because they've signed them from Bournemouth and Norwich. Because at the end of the transfer window, there is this bizarre little period where clubs from the Premier League and EFL can only deal with each other, rather than you know. Premier League clubs can only sign from the Championship, yeah, or, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so when that happens, there's going to be a scramble for those players. For any clubs that haven't finished their business are going to be going, all right, what can we pick up from 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 the lower leagues? And Newcastle have been very, very canny in getting ahead of that and making sure that these players are there now and that they're not going to have competition from elsewhere. So he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he Jamal, knows what he's doing. Jamal Lewis as well, another signing, joining from Norwich. Uh, another, another good example of that for around £15 million. <laughs> and in the running order, it says, probably because of goal. <laughs> 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 Who can say? Um, another example of this is uh, Everton's latest signing, Abdoulaye Decore. So he's joining from Watford for £20 million. 
Um, Watford only prepared to sell after they were relegated. Makes perfect sense. He says, I had some interest from other clubs But from the beginning, when Everton showed an interest in me, I told my agent to focus on Everton. It was the only club I wanted to join. And of course, he's joining a whole host uh, of new signings. Is anyone a tiny bit concerned about Everton's wage bill? I mean, I'm not going to go as far as to say concerned. <laughs> it's not going to keep me up at night. You cold, ruthless uh, man, Campbell. <laughs> it's classic Campbell. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess they're, they're making moves, aren't they? They mm. really, really are. It's potentially quite risky. I mean, I don't know what these players are on. Um, but the thing but, is, they keep signing from, you know, obviously James Rodriguez. If you sign from a club as big as Real Madrid, presumably the, the wages are commensurate with that. True, but I wonder actually if it's a canny bit of business from Everton in the um, in you know with COVID ball, perhaps people mm. are maybe willing to accept slightly lower wages, which would kind of this is all speculation, obviously, but maybe that brings players down into a bracket where they're a bit more affordable for a club outside of European competition. Mm. Um, so who knows? But it's, it is a it's a great signing, Hamas Rodriguez for Everton. I know it's been said, but like it is really potentially. Fantastic! I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him just get a run in a team. You know, yeah. mm. see him on a, on a weekly basis as well. Mm. It's quite exciting. The quarry is an interesting one because um, a couple of shows ago, I made an absolute mug of myself when I was talking about Kilfi Sigurdsson and Everton fans because there was a period when um, Silver was sacked and he was playing under Duncan Ferguson, where he was. You know, quite. We obviously know what he does on the ball, but he was quite back and forth. That lasted about three games, mm. but in my head, it lasted four Not months. Not longer. <laughs> yeah. So I was a bit like, oh, you know, they've warmed to him, and I got a load of messages rightly, so calling me out for it because it was it was wrong because Sigurdsson has been one of the players that they've properly hammered because he went for a huge fee, you know, forty seven million or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the issues they said was that because of the fee, they kind of felt they had to play him. And one of the issues with Everton's midfield last year was a real lack of energy and a lack of bite. Yeah, and and he became he became a, a lightning rod for that. So Decore is quite an interesting one because he's played a couple of different roles at Watford, as you probably would when you're playing in that side who are kind of pushing for mid table and then dropping down. So he's been a deep lying playmaker. He doesn't necessarily have like the best the best pass completion stats, but as things were kind of going down the pan for Watford, they basically moved him further forward and he became a bit of a driving force through yeah. the middle. He's a very direct player, isn't he? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And then there are, there are a few kind of like Hollywood moments of like passes played on the volley with the outside of his foot. So he definitely has a lot of that stuff within him. But he um, he's a proper box-to-box player. And, and given the players that they've signed, given they signed Rodriguez and, and Allen, you can imagine that he'd have a more reserved role rather than having to do everything. Because I suppose that's the other issue. If you're going to play for a side that they want you to do everything, you yourself would probably be happy to do that. But from the outside, when we judge them, we're like, what are you actually good at? Like, if you could have it your way, what would you do? And I think at Everton, he could have it his own way and play in a preferred position, which, from my point of view, seems to be more withdrawn and not relied on to do everything. Mm. Well, they play Tottenham on Sunday, don't they, Everton? So, Certainly do. I mean, I would be... You'll be watching. Uh, I will, I absolutely will. I'd be very surprised, though, if they start their mid- midfielders, Decore, <laughs> Allen and Rodriguez. Don't say that, I'm going to that game. That's, that's what you so want It would be good, yeah. wouldn't it? But but the wider point here is that because the, the, the window is, pro- like, you know, so far from being shut, clubs are still doing a lot of business. I know this is not the first time it's been the case, um, but I feel like this season more than ever very few squads are actually settled into the the, the shape yeah. they're going to finish at at this point. So this first round of games is is going to be very 
bizarre in terms of what teams a lot of managers field. I think Everton are a really good example of, of that. Like, how quickly do you try and bed these players in and how many of them do you do, you do that with? I think we're probably going to see a lot of... Um, a lot of lineups of, of of teams that almost look a bit pre seasony where squad players are getting a run out just because they're familiar. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, Spurs uh, won't yet have their returning signing, Gareth Bale. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still got to figure out the uh, the wage situation. <laughs> well, with that. Real Madrid going to pay supposedly. This is more like in this section of the the running order that says rumours, I guess. Um, but yeah. Real Madrid are going to pay 50% of his salary, supposedly, to allow him to move on from the Bernabeu after what well, we heard from him, was it last week? Recently, anyway, that his move had been blocked and he said he was happy to go. I'm surprised that that's worked out for him. Yeah, me too. You, you, you know, well, you I guess it and, hasn't really. Try and chin Real Madrid. They don't tend to take too kindly to it. But if he gets a move and he still gets his huge wages, if that's, that's what he's claiming he wants, isn't it? And it seems like that is a, a process that's coming to be quite normal for some of these players who are basically being paid too well to get moves, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Clubs have to do it. Priced out of the sport. Yeah. It's absurd, isn't it? Uh, would you? How would you feel about him like returning? Would you be happy about it? I guess... Look at that smile. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be too needy because obviously he did leave us yeah. and that we had this really sad experience of seeing Modric and him, you know, holding the Champions League trophy in kits that are obviously white and yeah. look a lot like uh, Spurs kits in some respects. Um, but, you know, he gave me a lot of great memories as yeah. a player. And this I sounds would have like, that back. Sounds like, it sounds like, like secondary school sweetheart. Yeah. Into, into first year of university. Doesn't work long distance. Friends yeah. at Christmas meet up for a drink every now and again. Yeah. It's ships in the Make night. Make mistakes every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. It, was just it also sounds like you feel like you're a Spurs player and you're, you're trying not to say <laughs> yeah. too much to jeopardise the move or like just, just stick with the party line. What do you, Kate Mason, what do you think? It's okay I, if you wanted to come back. I, yeah, I mean, I'd, surely it would just be amazing. But I, you obviously wouldn't want a situation as we had before where he was kind of just winning the gate. I mean, it's obviously lovely to win games, but you don't necessarily want to be building your whole strategy around, oh, Gareth Bale will probably score in the last yeah. couple of minutes. Especially now he's he's a bit older and he's not played so much. We're yet to see, you know, it's so hard to know what kind of player he would be back in the Premier League now. Yeah. I think it'd be good. It'd be great to see him back here, even for Spurs, I have to say. He's, I really like Gareth Bale as a player. and I just feel like, again, we just don't see him enough. I know, it seems um, like a waste. And obviously, as we were saying with Ryan Fraser and any of these guys, it's up to them. Uh, footballer's career is absurdly short. And they have to do what's best for them. But it does seem a shame to miss out on seeing a player like that yeah. do what he's gifted at. Yeah, but do you not think Spurs are in a better place in terms of their quality-wise, they're a bit better than when he when he left and they're more consistent. Oh, thanks. They're more, <laughs> not but, in the Champions League, though. <laughs> no, but bear in mind, you know, you had Van der Vaart, Modric and, um, you know, well, yeah, quite. Good, Darren d- Lennon and Carl Walker. <laughs> You know. So yeah, I don't know. But the I feel like you're more consistent in in terms of your forward players, like him and Son and Kane and Mora, Celso. So he could perhaps perhaps he could be the backup striker. He could just because you know he's a bit older now. Perhaps he could just be the backup striker to Harry Kane that we need. Yeah, you won't have to rely on him to do as much running. You'd think. Would Jose like that though? It doesn't seem a very Mourinho signing, does it? Although he's constantly on about how great he is, yeah, I, I, I think it's a very Mourinho signing. I think he, I think he's got his generals, hasn't he? And yeah, I think he just wants a bit more quality from anywhere. Mm. 
you know, obviously you haven't seen All or Nothing, but part of a lot of All or Nothing is him basically in his office, swearing at a TV screen, <laughs> looking for players to bring in, really, and, and dealing with a squad that's constantly getting injured. And so, you know, bear in mind, that was only... Um, a month, you know, a couple of months ago, that that all yeah yeah stopped. yeah really so yeah. I think he'd be glad of anyone and someone of Bale's quality. Let's say if he's if he's still maybe three quarters of the player that you sold, I think you'd, you'd take that, wouldn't you? Oh, for God's sake! And also this this whole thing, uh, not to compare Gareth Bale to Joe Hart, but there is this sense like he's someone who's been out in the world and has won trophies and knows what that's like. And even yeah. if he was a tenth of the player that he has been, you know, if that's the kind of mentality you want to inject into your dressing room, then that's a pretty good way of doing it. Um, now you guys don't have to we on the continent is out later today so you know we'll obviously leave all of the main European news uh, to those guys who can handle it with great aplomb Uh, but interesting to see Antonio Conte's uh, fetish for former Premier League players goes on just signed 34 year old Alexander Kolarov who joins Inter from Roma on a two year deal I actually thought this was a massive kind of it feels like Inter is just populated with loads of uh, former Premier League players doesn't it but actually looking at the starting lineup for the Europa League, there were only two. Um, I mean, two of 11 is quite a lot, but Ashley Young and Romelu Lukaku in the start of that. But yeah, you've got Sanchez there as well, obviously. Yeah. Um, it does feel a little bit like it's like a almost Premier League B side album. Um, but that's obviously a very um, England centric way to look at Inter. But I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I like this narrative, so I'm joining in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get the impression that Conte particularly enjoyed the Premier League that much. Yeah. He's <laughs> got all these little trinkets. What does he enjoy, it? though? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hair. Fire, yeah. Hair and fire, fire. fire I reckon. F- like staring at it, like making it, putting his hand in it. I think he's one of. The, I think he's a bit. Is this yeah. some staring at it until it goes out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this some sort of story that you've got in the background here? Or is no, this just your no, no. Kind he's of just. Uh, he's just. I think he sees. You know, you often gravitate to like-minded individuals. I think he gravitates to like-minded elements, and I think fire is one of them. So he's fire he rather than ice, or sees a lot of himself in fire. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. What particular characteristics? Just that he's, even when he's happy, he's angry. Yeah, there's a quiet fury to him, yeah. isn't there? And it's not even that quiet. No. It's, it's like a it's it's like really forest quite fire. loud and, and happy, sweary, yeah. isn't it? That's been one of the joys, hasn't it? Like, if you don't have the uh, sound, the fake crowd sound on, mm. you can really hear some of those creative yeah. things that Antonio not, Conte says. Not to go a bit pee, but I reckon... He would, you know, in a moment of ecstasy, let's say, <laughs> I think he would swear quite loudly and regularly. <laughs> I mean, he would, but like in a in a really. Where has that come from? I just, I thought, am I going to say it? And I thought, I think this is probably the best <laughs> way to articulate at this point. Yeah, but I reckon he. Um, so you mean like you know when watching a really good goal or something? Then? Yes. Yeah yeah. 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 Or stepping on a really good piece of Lego. That kind of thing. <laughs> Okay, well, um, guys, uh, let's go to a break and we'll mull on that. I love the fact with the football ramble these days, you can't skip any bit of it. Welcome back, by the way, uh, because you don't know if Sven's going to turn up. (laughs) Is he going to happen? Is he coming into this next part? You just can't know. Who knows? We concentrate on the topics. Yes, lovely Daniel Farker sitting in the corner of our studio. Yeah. Announcing 
the topics. He's been very patient, hasn't That's he? Been very well behaved. You th- thought you'd chip in a bit more, or yeah. chip off, I guess, but no. He's, he's a very respectful man. Very respectful man. He's taking more clothes off, though. That's a bit weird. <laughs> it's quite warm in here, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it? You can sign anyone for your club, but they can't be a player. Who would it be, and what would they be doing? So, uh, Nic- Nicholas Ranioni has been in touch. Fantastic name. Greetings from Texas. If the hearing problems genuinely can't be overcome, I want to see famous Geordie slash famouser ex-Geordie, the band frontman Brian Johnson, uh, take over as Newcastle United PR man. But every official club statement must be composed entirely of ACDC lyrics. The Premier League could use a load more official du- uh, double entendres. Shoot to thrill, play to kill, lads. That is uh, very niche. Incredibly <laughs> niche. Um, but I'm, I'm not, into it. I've just got back in black and white in my head. Nice. But you'd have to re-sign like Andy Carroll, then you'd have to re-sign other players. Yeah. I mean, but Andy Carroll, as someone who has re-signed, it just counts, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's one. Got one from Joe Bartlett here. I'm a Southampton fan, and I'd employ Harry Redknapp to clean the toilet. Fine. Okay, sure. Okay, I guess. With his hands tied behind his back. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Yeah, you have to get creative to wonder how he's going to do that. None of the options are pleasant, are they? But also, he's going to start trying to, with the toilet brush in his mouth. Yeah, Ah, you would assume. You think he gets... But he'll try it, won't he? And then he'll be like, this is ineffective. Well, I mean, presumably, they'll be there, wouldn't they? But, I mean, I guess Harry Redknapp has been in the jungle, hasn't he? Yeah. For the I'm a Celebrity. So he probably is quite good at, like... What, licking licking toilets? (laughs) He's probably got good at licking toilets because he was in the jungle. <laughs> well, I guess I just, I guess he, yeah, creating tools from stuff and. But he has his hands are tied behind his back. Creating tools, yeah. He's going to whittle a toilet brush with his teeth. <laughs> Do that sexy thing of like tying a cherry stem in a knot with his teeth <laughs> and then using that to clean the toilet. That's very inventive. Yeah, that would be. Can in fact, I don't know why I describe that as sexy. I've never understood why people find. Oh no, actually, hold on. Hang on. <laughs> but Harry, Harry Redknapp doing it. Harry it's Redknapp not sexy, doing it wouldn't it? be sexy. No. no. The chairman uh, probably deals with that anyway. Uh, sorry, say that again. The chairman deals with that. <laughs> These stones. One of the other, either cleaning out the toilet or the cherry stems. Yeah. Stems. Yeah, probably deals with that, I'd imagine. Uh, Alex on Twitter, thanks for tweeting. Nick Knowles for Newcastle, uh, so he can do a bit of DIY SOS on the training ground. That's nice. I like the way that people are addressing this topic differently. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, some as a kind of a revenge idea, some as an, a form of entertainment. This one's just sort of quite useful, just, I think. Yeah, just quite, quite pleasant. Yeah. It's quite practical. Like Alan Titchmarsh on Classic of Hmm. Why is he on Classic FM, by the way? I don't get that either. Old and grey. So, like, old, the link they're making there is just old people like. Old people like Titchmarsh and classical music, I would think. To me, that's a match Because surely they'd have to rotate and say, for for our generation of Mm. oldness, who would be our Titchmarsh? Yeah, because there's some like sexy, there's like a sexy, youngish, our sort of age woman on Classic FM, I think. Right. Um, so maybe we they're just grooming get, her for maybe we just get oldness. Right. Yeah, because I guess one day, fish. Yes, <laughs> one day sooner for some of us than for others, Jim. We're going to be old. Does make it sound like something bad's going to happen to him when he leaves, <laughs> when he leaves the studio? Yeah. Oh my god! It does like I'm going to fall over and like shatter my hip or something? Just you do I'm that a man anyway, though. In don't my thirties, I do do that anyway. Yeah. I will be particularly susceptible to that. Actually, a fall can be dangerous for yeah. the elderly. It can. It can. I hope. I hope that doesn't happen. Seems it's like all right. It's, you're, not, you're not necessarily <laughs> going to make that happen by mentioning it, no. Kate. It's okay. But it will be your fault. Unless you have some sort of weird power that you're not telling us about. <laughs> Just hitmen that I'm friends with. <laughs> <laughs>
We concentrate on the topics. We're pretty good to many topics today. So yeah, bear that in mind, listeners. <laughs> that I'm friends with. I hit men yeah. that I'm friends with. Who like, you know, yeah. Get to know God. them really Oh, I well. thought you meant you, you, you knew a hitman and they would like do you a favour. You get like a free one. Oh, I thought you said you hit men. Oh, God, no. That you're no, I Jim, what Jim said. either way, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I've got hit men that I'm friends with. Right, right. Okay. Do you a free one here and there? Yeah. I'd, well, you know, they, they've got business to run. So I, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. expect that. Like, like mates, mates, mates rates, yeah. I'd, mates yeah, exactly. Rates. I, I always pay my way. Kate's rates. Kate's rates, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Very, very much so. Um, all right, let's talk about... Uh, oh, and thanks for tweeting in and emailing us. Shout out to com or just tweet us at footballramble. Yeah, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us all the good things about your lives. Don't make us feel too bad, though. No, try not to. Uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Gareth Ainsworth, shall we? Yeah, he did a really interesting interview in The Guardian, didn't he? Yeah, and so it... He is someone whose style we have admired in the yes. past. We like how he looks like a kind of ageing rocker. Um, he's in a band, isn't he? Right. So he sort of is. Yeah. Um, this talked a bit about, I mean, it talked obviously about Wickham's amazing journey from League Two to the Championship. They didn't pay, they sort of did a potch, if you like, not paying for anybody over the course of the of the eight seasons. Okay, slightly more than what Potch did. I mean, that is phenomenal, isn't it? <laughs> it's like not paying for a player over that long. It shows you what a, what an absurd job he's done. Like so, so good to to even tread water in that situation, oh, let amazing. alone achieve things. Yeah, it's really something. It's absolutely amazing. But what's been interesting is that there has been this focus, such a focus on like him looking slightly different. It's however, so annoying. Else, which, given, he, I mean, it's not that much different, is it? It sort of reminded me a little bit about you know how Hamburg apparently were thinking about having Jürgen Klopp as their new boss, and then someone went and scouted him and saw that he was like wearing holy jeans or something. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, I don't think he's holy, the right. it's, holy jeans. <laughs> whole, um, not jeans that have been consecrated by the Pope. Jeans with holes in. Yeah, but it reminds me of the whole. Ronaldinho is too ugly to play for, play for Real Madrid thing, like which yeah. is apparently something one of the directors actually said before he'd signed for Barcelona when they were very much in the race. But yeah, I mean, this interview it, it mentions him being, uh, you know, being ref- spoken about with having a sort of like rock god look. And I think we really at a point where the length of someone's hair is is acceptable shorthand for assumptions about their personality. Like it is. He likes rock music rather than dance music. It's not. Is it? Is that really so bohemian and outlandish? It's not weird, is it? It's. It's. I find it so so weird, and it's kind of. Perhaps it's indicative of how like old fashioned and sort of I suppose intellectually barren a lot of football is, and by extension the kind of middle aged to old men that that run it. That that's still a talking point. His hair's long. That what what difference does that make to the job he's going to do? You've cut to the core of my. Profession, basically. <laughs> <laughs> because that that is essentially yeah. They they've just described their favourite dad in their dad's WhatsApp group. Like, oh, he looks pretty cool. He wears you know he wears jean jackets. Mm. Why why can't I wear jean jackets? He wears them. <laughs> and you know he he's he's a good looking man. He pulls off the look well. And the reason he pulls it off well is because he doesn't really think about it. And when you start talking about it in the way that he's always talked about, because yeah, there's a lot of mention of his hair, and he does look different to traditional managers. But where what? 
five years away from getting a, you know a league full of managers with with um, tattoo sleeves. Yeah, you know, like exactly. it's, it's just part of that evolution, isn't it? Yeah, completely. You know, he looks after himself better than previous players did, and he was of what played during the you know the the noughties, um, you know, to a decent standard. So mm. he's you know kept himself in that shape. More and more players as they make that transition are going to do that. It's just something we're going to have to get used to. You know, would I like to fast forward to that period where Hector Bellerin is a manager? Yes, I would. <laughs> Who wouldn't? But you know, you you have to do the hard yards, and and this is part of it. But you are absolutely smart on. It's about. It, it's one of the. It, it talks of a wider issue within football about um, what people talk of as the in quite coded language about the ghettoization of football, about football coverage, about when people have a go at certain institutions and. Uh, radio shows here and there trying to I suppose lower the average age of their fan base and doing it in a certain way um, and a lot of people are very against that even though the, a lot of footballers talk in a similar way or have similar interests mm. and are probably more, and those people are probably more reflective of football now than the kind of blood and Absolutely. guts small boys in the park jump off the goalpost type shite yeah um so uh, this is this is uh, you know a small drop in the ocean of that Absolutely. wider issue, but you, you you spoke of it there very well. Yeah, mm. it's um, it's almost old people uh, wanting to be young. It's an old-fashioned <laughs> kind of almost anachronistic version of that same thing, isn't it? Um, where it's, you can imagine people talking about that in like, in like the seventies, and it's like, oh, like yeah, you know, get rid of those sideburns, sort of thing. Like yeah. it's very like it's very strange to me that to read that in in twenty twenty. But maybe this is a gateway situation. Maybe Gareth Ainsworth with his long hair is that gateway that we need. I mean, they're going to be if people are worried about his long hair now, they're going to be pretty distressed when Emma Hayes is uh, managing in the in the men's top flight. But I mean, that in itself is quite interesting, isn't it? Because one of the things that um, you know, my my partner used to play for Leighton Orient. And she spoke about this all the time, and it's very similar to the um, to the chef complex in um, in professional you know professional chefs. That traditionally, you know, the women would would do all the cooking at home, but then the professional <laughs> chefs would yeah. all be men. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she was like, it would be interesting when that transition starts to take place because it will happen with a member of the backroom staff, and it will be all focused on their appearance. Yeah, and they'll be judged the other way. For example, you know, Marta, when people were always talking about her Lips wearing and eyeliner stuff. and yeah. wearing makeup, and her whole ethos was you know, look good, feel good, play good. Yeah. Which is what a lot of male players do anyway, but yeah. you suddenly judge by a completely different standard when you're a when you're a woman. And like Emma Hayes is a great example of someone who's just like oh, this is just how I dress, like deal with it. This is just how I am. But and that's perpetuated throughout the you know, the women's game. But you know, she's one of the few female managers still in in top flight women's football as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we will see. And uh, thanks, Gareth, for, you know, bringing your locks to the party, frankly. Now, look, it's Thursday, but an early edition of Luke's game for the two of you. Uh, <laughs> Jefferson <laughs> Louis is signed for his 40th club. How many can you do? Um, I've got one. There's a few in the running order, so <laughs> yeah, I can do I'll those. Do one. Um... Uh, 41 years old, the man. Just signed for Beaconsfield Town in the Southern League Premier South. Started playing in 1996. I love that. What a ledge. Still playing since '96. Started around the year Euro, Euro '96. Still, still going. What, what, a, what, a, what a life he must have lived. Forty, was it forty clubs now? Did you just say four, 40, forty clubs? Four zero. That is yes. Brilliant. How does he work it on a CV? Because they say you know. Oh, uh, only includes. You've got to have one page. Yeah. Art for additional references. Yeah, it's uh, there's going to be a great question. Yeah. There's not going to be gaps though. I, I suppose you could, could, you could just list, couldn't you, like in a main block paragraph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or played is true. for clubs including Colon. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because you, with all due respect, then probably Risborough Rangers are quite low on that list. If he's going to list the, you know, Oxford United are in there. Yeah, but sometimes you maybe want to, you know, really make a thing of where you came from. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Makes you well. You need that youth career, don't you? So maybe yeah. that's part of it. Yeah, exactly. Show your heritage. Do you think he just like lives in a motorhome? Just Aww. makes more sense because well, he's going to move around, around so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that climb, like Alex Honnold, you know, uh, who climbed the one who climbed up oh, yes. Cap with uh, what's it called, free climbing, yeah, you know, yeah. not attached. He, ch- he free solo. The movie's called free isn't it? It's, solo, it's exactly. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really he's, terrifying he's as well. He's a strange man, yeah. isn't he? But yeah, he lives in a motorhome, I guess, because he just wants to go where the where the big rocks are. Yeah, um, and this man's just following the balls. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a normal phrase. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Also following the balls, shall we, is Kevin De Bruyne, who has been announced uh, PFA Player of the Year, Men's Player of the Year. And uh, he celebrated, I guess, that victory with with an extraordinary cinematic offering. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd call Very it. I don't know if you've strange. seen it, guys, on Twitter. It sort of starts with like kind of Sherlocky music you know from that BBC series yes. and it pans out across the Manchester skyline and then there's a voiceover so he's in vision but he's not talking he's talking over pictures of himself and he's like I never cared much about personal trophies and then there's a whole load of pictures mm. of him with personal trophies it's it's, yeah, it's confusing it's, like, it's quite a narrative about how it's all about the team but it is it's all shot in black and white there is quite um, unsettling music underneath <laughs> it looks a bit like an ident from MTV in 1997 or right. MTV Europe if anyone yeah, remembers yeah, yeah. that um, or also that episode of The Simpsons where Barney Gumble makes a film and it's just about it's in black and white and it's about his life and it's all a bit intense and sort of art house and strange it's, it's just a bit like that it's just, I don't know why this exists I don't, I, the, I don't know what the point is that he's making it's like he didn't have to do it <laughs> Yeah. so why, why are people doing acceptance videos for the, the, the award now also, why are they doing them like that? Like, I, it really did look like he was joining the cast of Spooks for the new series, yeah. didn't it? Oh, maybe. Well, they do say that about social media is that you need to kind of, as you come to hit your high points, you need to show that you can diversify in order to be able to like win more followers. So maybe well, that that's is it. what it's, it's all about a personal yeah. brand now, isn't it? Yeah. But I suppose if you're if you're at Man City and you're you know you, and you, you're you know at the heart of one of the best international teams in the world, do you need to further your personal? No, brand I think. So I much? mean, I think I'm. I think he's really seriously considering this. It was quite sweet. I mean, he talked Aww. about, but he was like, you know, I like to feed my players, and then he talked about, <laughs> you know, I always give, but I'll take this. Yeah, and it's just. I don't know. I mean, it was weird as well. It was, <laughs> but it was also, this, there was a, a sweetness to his to the coldness of the video. I thought sweetness <laughs> to the coldness of the video. Yeah, because he clearly is someone who it, I don't know. He's it's not the most marketable player, is it? No, I guess even not. though he's a brilliant player. Yeah, he wears a suit quite uncomfortably. You never really see him being put forward as shirts, doesn't he? That are, Designed to not be tucked in. Oh God, just, guys, what is that? Sorry, it's weird, to, isn't it? To, to use you as a kind of focus group of men, but like, I mean, yes, you haven't tucked in. I is it a shirt? Is it one shirt. of those shirts? No, no, it's not. It's right. So the point in. I would think is that you can. I know they say these are special shirts for not being tucked in, but surely 
all men, shirts cannot men, be tucked in. Many shirts. Your yeah, average but, kind of lumberjack shirt as well, in particular. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. But but like there are some shirts where they're a bit longer at the bottom, so you can tuck them in. Mm. Uh, so they've got a bit of leverage when you tuck them in, basically, so they don't just keep riding up. Oh, I see. Don't. But if you if you're listening to this and if you you've not seen this video, you're going to think, oh god, this sounds really weird, and it is. Like it, it is as weird as we're making it sound. It's just it just throws up so many questions. So do do check it out. It's I mean, on his on his Twitter. Also, the thing about sorry, but the thing about little short football videos for Twitter is it's so easy to make one that everyone just thinks is great. Just literally, all you would have had to do was hit a whole load of highlights with a bit of rousing music yeah, and a just like in the groin. boom, a slate at the end. What? <laughs> a football in the groin. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne. What is that? Yeah, well, Cockney, there you go. Cockney rhyming song. <laughs> Hans Moltmann presents Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> well, I think that seems like a pretty good place to leave the studio. On that, tomorrow's show, it's Marcus, Luke and Andy. They're going to be previewing, yes, the new Premier League season. Can you believe it? It's here again. I, 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 I can and I also keep forgetting that it's that it's back already. It's I'm really excited back. about it, actually. I know it, 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 it's weird that it's back, but I'm, I'm just so glad it is. Yeah. I can't wait to get going. It's nice to have actual football. everyone's doing. It's nice to have actual football to talk about as well. Mm. I don't know how we got through this show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was there was nothing to work with there. Credit, credit to you, Kate, for for running that. <laughs> but my word, yeah, we got through it, though, didn't we? And then we, we had football. We got through it, guys. Thank you for joining us on this torrid journey. Say goodbye, Vish. Goodbye. Bye, Jim. Bye. See you next time. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.